Great to see everybody here this morning and uh, everybody getting settled in. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's great also to have our guests with us today and just uh, several people uh, visiting in our services for different reasons. And uh, my mom and stepdad here with us and just uh, several of you here for uh, different things, just visiting the church or maybe here visiting family. And uh, today is going to be uh, uh, both both bitter and sweet, and uh, it'll be a tough day, obviously, uh, for myself and my family and, and most of the church will be our last Sunday here at Promised Land. And uh, so thank you all so very much for your prayers. I'm, and uh, been been good. And thank everyone for their their love and uh, support. And uh, just just been a great time. And, you know, what it's all about and what the message will be about in just a little bit is, uh, you know, everything that we do is not, and I, we appreciate and we are very, very, very thankful for the, uh, the love and support, the concern, but as you know, it, everything points to Jesus and everything points to Him. And that's where we point you to Him today, because that's what it's all about. We're only in this earth for a very short time, but it's relationships, because Christianity is about relationships, and we have some awesome relationships here in Promised Land. And just because we're moving down the road a little ways does not mean the relationship ends there's just a little bit of separation uh, due to distance and whatnot. We're going to uh, be singing Cornerstone, so y'all sing along this morning. My hope is built on nothing less Than Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, He is the Lord, Lord of all. When darkness seems to hide His face, I rest on His unchanging grace. Every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil.
Christ alone. much for that you've done for this church god god i pray that you just stay with this church god be their rock and just let them know that you are there with them god and i thank you for all the relationships and the friendly people that are that that are in this church god i thank you for all of them and just helping them be disciples for you and just people that are on fire for you god and i pray that it remains that way God, I thank you for all that you've done for us. Forgive us of all the many sins. In your name I pray. Amen. His 
heart was broken, mine was mended. He became sin, now I am Set me free, his life for mine, his life for mine. How could it ever be that he would die, God's son would die to say 
special. <laughs> I'm trying to be humorous before I fall apart here. But uh, anyway, I'd like to ask if uh, Brother Mike and his family would come come up here. And uh, also our deacons, if you would, come up. <clears throat> um, Kenneth, put the uh, Michael Reese Day up there. Notice there's a little plaque that was presented to him and uh, excuse me. But uh anyway, you know when you've done an impact on a community when the mayor of Hamburg, Mr. Dane Windor, presents you with a plaque on the impact that you've had or God has had, uh on our community and uh, and what their whole family, uh, what God has done through them. Um, it's been a wonderful ten and a half years to get to know their family. And uh, I forgot my glasses. Let me borrow some glasses. <laughs> That's bad. There we go. There we go. I'm telling you, we need to laugh. Um, also, we have a, a, a plaque here and and, um, and something here from from our church and the deacons here that says presented to Doctor Doctor Michael Reese. We use a doctor, huh? <clears throat> August thirtieth, two thousand fifteen, in recognition for your ten and a half years of dedication to the faithfulness, leadership, and compassion while shepherding God's flock at Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church, ensuring that the needs of God's people were met. For genuine counsel and guidance for your tireless service and for your faithfulness to God's cause, we will be forever grateful. We are thankful that you were our pastor, a man who so earnestly seeks to serve the Lord with all his heart. And God has a special place for each of us to serve and you have chosen to follow His path no matter where He leads. You have been the hands, the feet, the voice, and the love of God expressed in many different ways. You have chosen to honor Him as you have served in His name. May God continue to bless your ministry as you continue the path laid ahead of in this journey called life. We love you and your family. We will always be a part of your family. Here at Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church, millions of memories made, but more importantly, hundreds of lives changed by God through your ministry. It's presented by the deacons and members of Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church. In 1 Peter 5, 2-4 says, Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filth looser, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that faded not away. And I know that a lot of things that we do for the Lord will be not, not be recognized thank you, until we stand before God. But I know that Brother Mike and his family 
when they stand before God, they're going to find out the real impact that they've had in the Christian community. And I present this to you. We love y'all. Be praying for y'all and y'all's journey. Appreciate what you've done here at Promise Land. I have a few things that I'd like to say about Karen. One of the toughest roles, I think, for a woman today is the role of pastor's wife. This role is extremely demanding, tiring, self-sacrificing, emotional, draining. So often we forget about the one who supports the pastor. She is his greatest cheerleader, his confidant, his friend, his support through thick and thin, and his wife. She is the most influential part, aside from God, in making her husband, the pastor, a success. And I went to Proverbs 31 and picked out a few verses of just a few things that that Karen has been involved in, in Hamburg, in our community, in our church. In Proverbs 31.8, it says, Open your mouth for the speechless and the cause of all who are appointed to die. She has so graciously served in CASA and spoke for the children that didn't have someone to speak for them in the court system. I don't think many people can do that and do it without just driving them insane, but she wholeheartedly represented those children. In verse 11, it says, The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She worked alongside him these ten and a half years. Every once in a while she had to tug at him a little bit, but she was beside him. <laughs> verse 20, she extends her hand out to the poor and she reaches out to the hands to the needy. How many times did she take even some of our kids in for weeks at a time when they didn't want to leave and she fed them? And, and even once, sometimes she didn't even really know, lived with her. And they were better people because of it. Verse 23, her husband is known in the gate. She speaks well of her husband, here, in public, everywhere. 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom. She encourages. She's encouraged our Sunday school class so just greatly. She watches over the ways of her household, and she does not eat the bread of idleness. If you've ever been around her, you know she's busy. She's not sitting still very long, even if she needs to. Her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praises her. She's a very godly example, as she said, for her children, and it shows. But a woman, number 30, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. She loves God, and it shows. May God bless y'all where you go. And since he almost made pastor appreciation, don't laugh at this envelope. (laughs) But uh, anyway... Before they run off, uh, let me say these four people right here are, you know, my family. Matter of fact, they said, well, they said it in the dining room just while ago. They said, well, Dad, the promised land wouldn't love you if it wasn't for us. (laughs) I mean, they made me, and uh, they they did. So they are, they really got, they're a gift from God, but, uh, and I definitely wouldn't be what I am without y'all. And, uh, because I don't know if y'all realized it, but, you know, I may be pouring into y'all, but y'all are pouring into me. And so, 
I think we've got a special. I think one of the little ones has already said it all at one time just recently, though, uh, said Brother Michael can go. He can drive back and forth, but the family needs to stay here. <laughs> just have Jordan love it. If she, if she can, go bring us a special.
the other day that they added some cool words to the new Oxford Dictionary, and one of them was awesome sauce, and that was pretty awesome sauce, and uh, so pretty good stuff. And um, go ahead and open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. In my Bible, it's just right across the page from each other, or right there beside each other, so shouldn't have to turn if you have to turn very far. Uh, these two passages, what it's all about. And uh, so, let's go ahead and read these together. Everybody stand up. you got your Bible, stretch your legs, whatever you want to do. Do some jumping jacks. Don't hit your neighbor. But uh, this is what it's all about. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Skipping down to chapter 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Father, I thank you that your word guides us and gives us what we need. May we ever be reaching for you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your participation and your prayers. A lot of good feedback from the community. We've had a lot of phone calls, different things. A very first part in your outline is remember when. And uh, just a, a lot of things we can be thankful for. Uh, the, because of the timing, whenever Promised Land uh, called me and I accepted the call, because a pastor is pretty unique. A pastor, you don't hire a pastor. You can't hire, you can, but it's different because it's a calling. And it's a calling where the church feels led to call a man, and then the man feels led to respond to that call, God's call on his life. So you can't just hire a pastor. And you can, but it would just be a man thing. A real calling is saying it's a God thing. And it's a God thing. And I know it was a God thing for me being here. And and one of the highest compliments that I've received in all this transition uh, is, and I don't remember who told me because so many people have responded to to my decision. And they told me, they said, Brother Michael... If you decide to leave, I will know that it's God's will because that's what you'll choose. And I can't say I'm 100 for 100. I wish I could say I was 100% in God's will all the time. But that is my desire. That is my longing. And so I've been able to be here 
for 11 graduations and 11 summer camps and vacation Bible schools. I learned real quick right off the bat that if uh, Miss Linda Kay gives you something to drink, give it back to her, okay, because she's going to put palm olive in my drink. And uh, so I learned a lot of things. And how many, uh, Brother Tommy, I told you you'd see the pink hair uh, picture. And how many uh, vacation Bible school things have, have I been involved in. And so thankful for all those memories. So just being here for all that. Just finished up another summer, the 11th one. And uh, so it's just kind of the timing. And, being, and so it's a great memories. But all of the memories have to do with serving the Lord have to do with revolving around family and loving on people. And that's what it's all about, pointing you to Jesus. Now, I I want you to uh, continue to serve the Lord. This is now what I'm about to speak is really not Michael Reese's desire. This is God's desire for you. I know it because I can find it in this book, okay? And, And that is, you don't attend here. Even though that you've grown connected to us and you love us, uh, we're going to, this bigger than that. Your life here and your role here and your serving here is bigger than our relationship. And our relationship special and our relationship strong, but it's more than that because we serve a king and we'll get to, guess what? We'll get to serve him and worship him together forever. Because you're saved and you know Jesus Christ is your Savior. So just because we may physically be separated by a couple of hours does not mean you're going to stop serving the Lord. And it does not mean that you stop coming to church here or that you uh, think that my decision uh, doesn't affect you. Any decision you need to make needs to be between you and God. And so that what it, what God's leading you to do. So serving Jesus, serving the Lord, is bigger than any one man. Matter of fact, God has used a very short life and very long lives. And yes, I could easily stay here for another 20 years. And uh, But it's not about length of service. It's not about one pastor. It's bigger than that. It's much more than that. And thank the Lord that it's not because we're all fallible. And you've seen that. One of the greatest compliments that this church has given me is just trusting me. And I thank the Lord for that trust. I don't think that uh, uh, definitely, I've, you know, I've dropped the ball and and uh, communication. I've dropped the ball and and uh, knowing what to do sometimes. Sometimes I'm... I don't have any answers. It's kind of like when I told the Lord when witnessing the robbing, Lord, I'm out of bullets. I don't know what to do. And I don't know where to turn to. But sometimes that's your greatest thing you can ever say to God is I don't know what to do and I don't know the answers. And that's the greatest thing you can say to each other. One of the other things that we've also grown is we've learned to wait. Sometimes we want stuff right now, don't we? We want it to happen immediately. But you've seen what can take place when you just trust God and take it one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time. You've seen what can happen in the changes that have taken place in our church. 
have all been pointing to Jesus. Little things, whether it be uh, physical things or people growing up, surrendering to preach, uh, missionaries coming through. And so all of these things have to do with pointing people to Jesus. Now, the very, there's only two points to this message this morning. I know it's already 12 o'clock, but we're going to get through this, and this is not trained. You have to train headpieces. And uh, so um, Trey can finish training it <laughs> and training the headpiece, all right? Let's head just real quick, Second Timothy chapter 1. And uh, this, this remember when, I remember whenever I first got saved, and I hope you do too. If you cannot remember accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior, probably you're not saved, and you need to get saved today. Now, I don't mean that you don't remember the date. I, I don't remember the exact date. I remember it was about August 1977. I remember where I was whenever Mom led me to the Lord. And we knelt in my sister's bedroom in a rent house there on uh, Pecan Street in Huntington, Texas. And she and I'd already I was already under conviction because Miss Audie Pounds had already been telling me about how to be saved and and she just led me on to Jesus. And so I remember when I didn't write down the date, but in here in Second Timothy one verse three. Uh, Paul's doing the same thing. I thank God whom I serve for my forefathers with a pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfeigned. And if you have a King James Bible that says unfeigned faith, that means a faith that's not faked, Okay. And, uh, and, and also I remember about your grandmother and your mother, and I'm persuaded it is in thee also. Verse 6, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, and, uh, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Talking about the blessing of the ministry that he had called him to do. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Matter of fact, I put in your bulletin, Remember your own experience of grace. I was going through the very first church I ever pastored was just like Promised Land. Its history went all the way back to the 1800s. I pulled out, they still had some of the old minutes going back that far. I pulled out, and I don't remember if it was the late 1800s or the early 1900s, every month that said they had have like uh, 15 people added by experience of grace. And I'm like, what is that? What is that talking? They had because I've only had profession of faith and uh, letter and so on and so forth, maybe statement. And that's what they called it in those minutes in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Ever what the exact date was? They said 15 souls were added to New Raymond Missionary Baptist Church by experience of grace. You know, and I finally clicked. The light bulb finally came on. They got saved. That was the way they phrased it in the minute book. They had got saved, and they called it an experience of grace. And so, isn't that what happened when you got saved? You had an experience of grace, and uh, and so I remember that. Remember others being saved, and and uh, I, I really am thankful for the numbers that we've had. 
uh, especially the past three years here at Promised Land. I mean, we about wore the plumbing parts out, had to get Michael Lindard going, fix our baptistry, and the, the drainage system's messed up and everything, and parts has fallen off of it, and, and uh, we're wearing it out, and, and it was always wet for a good while, and even last Sunday, and or the Sunday before. But So you remember your own uh, experience of grace. This is some pretty cool. Let's look at this verse, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 15. And this is, of course, he's talking to the new generation coming along. And aren't you glad for the young people that we have here at our church? Can you say amen? And the young couples that we have here at our church, it says, remember that when you were a servant in the land of Egypt and the Lord thy God brought thee out with a mighty hand. Let me ask you, can you remember God bringing you through something? Can you remember God bringing you through something? And that's what that verse is talking about. And notice it says with a a mighty hand. I like that. He brought you through whatever problem it is. With a mighty hand. So I hope and pray that uh, remember not only where you've been, but remember what God's done. I want to skip to the next part. Remember what it's all about. Back in our text, it says this, For Christ sent me not to baptize. Meaning, it doesn't mean baptism's not uh, not important. What it meant was, is what what was Paul's job? It's all about Jesus. It's all about Him. And what my job is, and and I think it says to preach the gospel, lest the cross of Christ, and I put that there, The what my job is and what your job is, and I put in there our comfort zone. If we're uncomfortable, a lot of times we hold tighter to His hand. There's been a lot of times with uh, especially... Uh, Taylor and Allie being girls that we've been in some, maybe on, uh, uh, Halloween, we went to a scary house or something, or maybe we were walking in a real crowded fair and something going on where they're uncomfortable for you to really serve God. You've got to get out of your comfort zone and one of the things that's happening to several in this room is that Brother Michael's going to serve the Lord at another church. Kind of like Karen said, we've loved on y'all, and y'all have loved back on us. And all we're doing is just going to love on some different people. So now for some, us moving to another church may be getting you out of your comfort zone. And you may be a little uncomfortable. But folks like my little girls, when they've been uncomfortable, guess what they held on to tighter? My hand. So my girls held on tighter because they were, they knew dad was there. And I've always been there for my family and I'm thankful. Maybe I've been off preaching revival. And speaking of remember when, I remember being off in a revival one time, getting a phone call, Karen squalling that uh, Taylor had been run over by a mule. <laughs> Everybody says, a mule? Not the four-legged kind. <laughs> and uh, it was those four-wheeled kind. And so a lot of times I may not physically be there, 
but you know what I mean. But listen, for you to truly serve the Lord, sometimes He puts you in an uncomfortable place or an uncomfortable position. But when you do that, you hold onto His hand tighter. Because how much faith do you need when you're comfortable? How much faith do you need when you're not challenged? Really none. Because you're comfortable. It's easy to walk when you're comfortable. But it's more rewards and more crowns, more treasures that we give back to Jesus whenever we're uncomfortable. And we serve God anyway. So if my leaving makes you uncomfortable then all I'm doing is giving you an opportunity to show God that you know what it's all about. That you're going to serve Him no matter what position He puts you in. So get out of your comfort zone. Well, those are some powerful, our testimony, our goal. And uh, declaring, I'm in chapter 2, verse 1, declaring unto you the testimony of our God, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Let me finish off with these two scriptures. And I'm fixing to have, we're fixing to have a hymn invitation uh, in just a second. And and I'm going to go to the altar and I'm going to pray because I'm I'm praying for y'all. I'm praying for your next pastor, whomever that is. I don't know. And that's what I'm going to pray for. And I'm going to, but I want to finish off with these two, these pretty neat passages. Paul's kind of had, he had a few farewells. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11, the Word of God says, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, and that just means be mature. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Now, before I read this next passage, let me say this. We are, unless God calls me home, we are going to see each other again. But one time Paul was saying goodbye he had a church he started, and he was there three years starting the church at Ephesus. But they knew, for some reason, Paul knew he had never get back there. He had never see him again because he was going to be arrested and taken to Rome, and that's where his life would end. But he ended up this way. In Acts chapter 20, verse 31, the Word of God says, Therefore watch and remember that by the space of ten and a half years... I cease not to warn everyone day and night with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, you yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my own necessities and to them that were with me. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said it's more blessed to give than receive. And that's more than just stuff. That's of your time. 
your talent. And when he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all. And they all wept sore and fell on Paul's neck. And gave him a hug, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spake, that they should see his face no more. They accompanied him to the ship. I thank the Lord for people that will continue to serve Jesus. As we prepare for him invitation, whatever God has laid upon your heart, I know that he'll be there. And when you reach up, just grab onto his hand. And when you squeeze, he'll squeeze back because he won't let go. Matter of fact, his word says, I've got you in my hand and you never get out. And you never get out. Father, I thank you for this time being able to be here. I thank you for your faithfulness and how awesome you are. In Jesus' name, amen. As we all stand and as we sing, would you come? Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of the sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was bought with 
the precious blood of Jesus Christ oh come to the altar the Father's arms are open wide forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ Let's sing this, church. Bear your cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasure you found. Bear your cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasure you found. As you wait for the crown Tell the world of the treasure you found Oh, come to the altar The Father's arms are open wide Forgiveness was born the precious blood of Jesus Christ will come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Are you hurting? Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of the sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling Oh, come to the altar The Father's arms are open wide Forgiveness was born with The precious blood of Jesus Christ Come to the altar The Father's arms are open wide Forgiveness was born with The precious blood of Jesus Christ I see you there hanging on a tree You bled and then you died and then you rose again for me Now you are sitting on your heavenly throne Soon you will be coming 
beautiful. 